Hey, 2137, agreement with the affordable housing coalition. Yeah. So, the uh, development agreement begins on page 12. There is just a couple of minor changes in that in, in regards to allowing potentially steel framing of the houses if the cost difference was such they wanted to go that way. Maybe just clarifying that this would be a two-phase project, that, that they, they would look to do phase one next year and, and phase two in the year So that uh, prior it, it had said, you know, they want, wanted to do as much as they could during 22 and maybe roll over to 23. This would just clarify that this for sure is a two-phase project. And uh, the, the third change deals with that one block extension of West Street to get to the project site. and. Uh, they have uh, committed them that they would pay for half of the, of the cost of that extension. So, take a look at page 19 is the cost. So the, the breakout of the cost would be the, the three columns to the right, where the city uh, city responsible for the installation of water, and with any recent housing development, um, so you see your cost on, on that with contingencies around ninety six thousand, and then the street work, uh, including all the excavation and everything go with that. So that would include the cul de sac in Outlaw 20, as well as half of the cost of the streets to get there, including contingency on And you see the far right-hand column is the portion attributable to uh, affordable housing. So that's half of the of the block there to uh, to get, uh, half of the block of West Street to get to the site. Then also lots of the land clearing is, is all there, and then everything related to sanitary sewer is there, and everything then related to storm sewers. Is theirs. So let's take a look now at some of the so, issues about drainage. So the pavement thing um, is that from the entrance to the end of the cul-de-sac. Is that that figure there? Yeah, that's that's our our share uh, from the that's the our share of the entire pavement. Yes. From where West Street stops right now, all the way to the end of the cul-de-sac. Yeah. So, and just looking at the cost uh, breakout, that in Outlaw 20, where the cul-de-sac cul road actually begins, that as part of the proposal, that was the city committing to to put that road in. Um, and then it's it's this extra block to get there, which would be 50/50 between the city and the developer. How confident are you on these numbers? These are from, they're from DGR Engineering. That's okay. their concept numbers. Okay. Which is this sketch that I had sitting here again. Okay. So those, those are, uh, those are the ideas. Now, working with the developers um, and thinking about those retainage bonds, this, this concept plan shows two retainage bonds. They do not want to do two retainage bonds. 
So the northwest one, they, they do not really want, want to do that one at all. They do a bigger one there in the in the northeast um, because they, they need this additional land then for additional housing units. So they look at, at one retention pond there. Then let me show you. You can't hardly see it, but it's page 25 if you if you can see the the number on that on that aerial photo. What that shows you is the location of Outlaw 20 and then how everything would drain. So water would drain into this retention basin. Okay. And then conceivably it could drain to the north. Okay. Now that shows an eight-inch pile through there. That's Larry Hauser's eight-inch pile. And working with Larry, uh, he would have a preference that we would try to use that tile instead of just allowing it to dump into the ditch. Because, look at the previous page. And this, what this is intended to show you is everything on the highway. Basically, from, from, the, from the bottom side of the viaduct, everything between there, and, and basically Cook Siding Building, everything uh, drains to the middle, to that, to that area right around the car wash. So uh, it, it, uh, if it gets in that ditch, that's where, that's where it's going to end up. Then you see the drainage system that's in there right now to be able to evacuate that. So there's a 12-inch that does come across to the south side of the road as, as a public tile, and then there's an 8-inch on the north side, and that's Larry. So outlet 20, um, right next to it there is those storage sheds of, uh, do they still belong to uh, yeah, uh, Doug? Doug. Yeah. Um, so you're saying it's going to drain kind of to the northeast? Yeah. Yeah, where there'd be a, a retention base in there. This is the proposal. Right, but but I don't, why does that impact the car wash? I, I, you lost me. Well, I tell you what, if, if that water gets in the ditch, it ends up at the car wash. At the car wash. I mean, it just if we don't, all the way down. If we don't hook it into the yeah, tile, is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, but we'd have to drill under the highway to get into that tile, yeah. right? And, you know, just interacting with, with the engineer, we don't know the depth of that tile. We don't really know that it's feasible. So. I was going to say that. Because there is no tile under that highway in that location right now, is there? Isn't it? It's up by the the one that's broken that they're going to fix. It's up by the car wash, that's right? right? Yep. So would we run tile all the way over there and then run it through there, rather than going under the highway here? Or is that what your contention is? Um. This the intention right now is to raise this as an issue because we'll we'll have. Some more more discussion on this, it's and be a huge just issue. talking with with Larry about about that, the preference is is not to keep adding more water down there to the car wash. Yeah. I know, but the cost of running it under the highway at this location, because does Larry's got he's got this tile over here, and then he's got another one over here by the car wash. Yeah. Right. Yep. So. I mean, what does that cost? Do we know what that costs? No. 
No, as far as as far as getting under the road, yeah. It's a I don't know if it's ten thousand dollar deal, but it's it'll it'd be about that much. Okay. Well it'd be nice to have some kind of idea. Yeah. Um Another question I have about this, Dave, is number, um, number D, use of the site, number two, is that, I thought there was a bigger paragraph earlier about our approval of what kind of housing is going to go there, so that we were assured that it wasn't going to be any kind of Section 8. The language that we used was that, uh, where are you at, paragraph three? Or? I was B, paragraph two, I don't know where. Page two, uh, paragraph B, mm -hmm. two, the city reserves the right to review and approve any proposed leases or sales of the units to assure that the future use of Outlot 20 is in accord with the development agreement. City approval will not be unreasonably withheld. Are we covered for sure with that? I mean, it just seems such a small statement. <laughs> well, um, that's as broad as we can get without crossing any lines. Some uh, federal issues. Yeah, I'm sure. So what's so unreasonable? What is yeah, who determines uh, that? Who determines that? Ultimately, well, if the two parties can't agree uh, between them as to what is reasonable, then ultimately it'd be an interpretation of the contract. It would be their proposed use as of whether it be reasonable or not. And <coughs> each side would ultimately present arguments to a court if it became necessary that way. But we don't have the veto power on it, and I don't think the city wants that. Why is that? Because we do not want to have someone take this uh, right that we have uh, and claim that we're using it for uh, bias, discrimination, discriminate, discriminatory yeah. purposes, and uh, you know. We can, we can delve into whether or not something is discriminatory, but it's a lot easier to do it on a case-by-case -case basis versus a broad blanket rule that applies to everyone regardless of their situation. So this is, this is we've been, I've been thinking through this language and doing a little research, and I think this is, as, at this stage, the best we should, we want to do. Okay. okay. So the, the people that are, Developing this also have to run these documents past uh, various federal agencies, and so I don't think we want to delve into specifics until we know what we're being presented with. It at least gives us the opportunity to know what's being presented for a sale or a lease, and then to look into it on a case-by-case -case basis, not based upon race, creed, color, etc. Right. So who made up the now? Engineer make some of these kind of rules. Uh, I wrote that. I wrote that. Understand. Okay. <clears throat> and apparently, it, it passed 
approval on their side too. So yeah, that's you can't have the trick of writing a contract is to have both people actually sign it. So. <laughs> Any more questions on 2137? Just my other, my other point to you again is so it's page 19 and 20, 19 being the cost, 20 being sources of funding to uh, to do that. And it's just a note that we do have have some cash on hand that, that we uh, could commit to that. Um, I would propose that we use that water sinking fund to offset part of the uh, part of the water uh, cost. You can use some sales tax if you'd like, but uh, and there's a balance in the general fund that can assist with that also. Are you going to clean up this wall? Uh, no timing on anything for the wall. Would we have a line to ask them for a game plan, what their plans are? Or no, we can sure ask. Yeah. Because they have, they have talked about uh, hauling and fill yeah. and that type of stuff. Well, they just don't have any timeline on what it would be. nice to uh, take the trees and stuff so you have decent ground to work on in this way. Okay, we have a motion to approve 2137. I'll make it. Second? I'll second. Roll call. Thank you. Yes. Mower. Yes. Reese. Yes. Thomas. Yes. Very good. Okay, resolution 2138. So this then, yeah, would say that we would, uh, with that development agreement, then we agreed to, to sell the property. Uh, what this does is agrees to sell the property. It sets a public hearing date for that sale. So we can't sell uh, public property without having public hearing on it. And it would set uh, October October 18th as the, as the date of public hearing. I'll make that motion. Second. I'll second. Roll call. Laura? Yes. Tom? Yes. Reese? Yes. Thank you. Yes. 